Come on in, sit back and relax. You're listening to episode 194 of the Wealth Tech Today podcast. I'm your host, Craig Iskowitz, founder of Ezra Group Consulting. And this podcast features interviews, news, and analysis on the trends and best practices all around wealth management technology. My guest for this episode is Cheryl O'Connor from Wealth Conductor. Now, Cheryl founded this provider of retirement income planning software back in 2017. Cheryl has over 25 years of experience in the financial services industry at insurance and investment management firms, leading strategic business growth and technology innovation. Back in 2006, Cheryl co-founded 3D Asset Management, an SEC-registered investment management firm that focused on providing innovative practice management solutions, along with investment portfolios to be fee-based advisors to help them grow their business. I'm really excited to have you listen to this interview with Cheryl. But before we get started, I have a message for you. If you are the executive at a broker-dealer, enterprise RIA, family office, or a TAMP, your tech debt is holding you back. Your old software platforms are rusty and falling apart, and they need a complete overhaul or to be replaced entirely. Your disparate systems don't communicate with each other, and it's driving your ops staff and advisors crazy with manual processes and other errors. If this describes your company and your tech infrastructure, you should run, not walk to our website, EzraGroupLLC.com, and fill out the Contact Us form on the homepage. Our experienced team can evaluate your technology ecosystem, deliver targeted recommendations, optimize your existing systems and operations, or run an RFP RFI and help you implement new software to help take your firm to the next level. And a few quick housekeeping notes before we continue. We at Ezra Group support a number of nonprofit organizations that do fantastic work for a variety of causes. One you should check out is the Invest in Others Foundation, which you can learn more about at investinothers.org. Please subscribe to this show wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss an episode. And now, let's kick this thing off. I'm happy to introduce our next guest on the program is Cheryl O'Connor, CEO and co-founder of Income Conductor. Cheryl, welcome to the program. Well, thank you, Craig. It's a pleasure to be here. We are happy to have you on the Wealth Tech Today podcast. Can you please give us a 30-second elevator pitch? for Income Conductor. All right, well, Income Conductor is a B2B technology platform that focuses on retirement income planning. It provides a strategy that gives individuals the confidence they want to retire and the peace of mind throughout retirement. Um, It also gives advisors and firms a way to really differentiate themselves and grow in this highly competitive but lucrative retirement planning marketplace. So just to lay the groundwork here, we are not a full financial planning tool like eMoney or MoneyGuide Pro, but we act as a complement to those softwares. Um, Advisors continue to use them and they turn to Income Conductor when they start working with a client on a retirement income plan or want to land a new prospect who's interviewing clients for a plan in retirement. So it's very intuitive um, and it allows the advisor to engage their client in building their own customized income plan. Um, Because the software is very dynamic, it allows them to see how new data or changing an assumption impacts the plan in real time. So it's very engaging. 
uh, very graphical, very, very well understood by clients. And having a written plan, not just a probability of success, um, as most softwares provide, is really critical in understanding how that plan is performing throughout retirement. So once the client's plan is approved, the advisor can link the underlying accounts and products into the plan for daily valuation and tracking. We have several direct integrations with custodians, other wealth tech, advisory platforms, and aggregators such as Allbridge and Plaid. And then Income provides um, a dashboard with analytics and business intelligence based on current account and position values and sends automated emails to the advisor that alert them about opportunities to protect the client's future income stream. It gives one-click client review reports, and the advisors and clients really know exactly how the plan is performing every day and gets the data to them that they need to make important decisions as things change, markets change, tax laws change, the client's needs change throughout retirement. Now you touched on a couple areas there, Cheryl, that I want to talk about um, a little bit later. So we've got, um, I definitely want to get dig into a little bit more about how your software works, uh, mm -hmm. you know, the planning in real time, and, and more than just a probability of success, I'm interested in that, and I'm interested in your integrations like you, you uh, just talked about. But before we get there, I want to talk a little bit about data analytics and yeah. how uh, Income Conductor is dealing with that, how you're helping your clients with that, because it's a problem all across the industry. Here at Ezra Group, we do a lot of work uh, around data assessments, understanding clients' data, how to move it between different systems, how to how to uh, leverage it as an asset. So can you talk a bit yeah. about how you guys approach data analytics? So it's a fascinating area. I know you you really concentrated on it. I attended a Beacon Strategies Innovators Roundtable last month. Um, Chip Crisper hosts these roundtable events throughout the year, inviting top leaders in the industry to come together and discuss topics they're working on um, and sometimes struggling with. And it's a great opportunity to hear how mid and large size firms are dealing with these issues and what challenges they're facing. Um, the two areas around data that engendered the most conversation had to deal with building good advisory platforms and how to use the data that these firms collect to improve the advisor and client's experience. And it was interesting to hear that large firms, regardless of the amount of money and resources they have, struggle with the same issues we do. Um, like, what is the data required to accurately perform a process? Too much versus not enough. How should that data be presented to the user? And in what order should that data be presented? How should the data be accessed? grouped and summarized for the user? Is there a hierarchy of importance around the data that is needed for a certain process? Are we lacking data that would make the experience or process better? And then of course, there's AI and machine learning. So um, 
These two areas can provide a much deeper understanding of the data, its interrelational properties, and even opportunities around sales and marketing. We had some really lively discussions around how that data could be used to gather insights around current clients and also referrals from those clients. So it's it's really a, a fascinating area in which I think we'll see a lot of experimentation. Some of that experimentation will result in really good outputs, as well as some that are going to be dead ends. So it's really new territory for everybody right now. But I think finding reliable data sources is the first step. So your data has to be good. And then you have to decide what your end goals for that data are. And then all of the questions I asked before, you know, how should it be ordered? How deep should we go in the data? Um, what makes sense to the user? Because humans have a certain capacity to take data in and make sense of it. So it's not just the data, it's the presentation, it's the algorithms behind it. You covered a lot there, Cheryl. Yeah. Roll back. <laughs> Let me just take a quick break from this interview to talk about the Invest in Others Charitable Foundation. Uh, I'm fortunate enough to uh, be participating in this charitable organization, and they give me the honor of uh, every year helping to judge some of the charities that are going to be awarded uh, money. And uh, you can get uh, money for your charity if you are a financial advisor or an advisory firm. And you can also um, participate in a program that Invest in Others is running called the Charitable Champions. This recognizes financial advisory firms that give back to their communities. Let me just read a little bit. This is on their website, investinothers.org. Uh, the Charitable Champions recognizes financial advisory firms that give back to their communities by promoting a culture of philanthropy amongst their financial advisors and staff. You can submit your firm name uh, to the, the, uh, the organization. Uh, the application is already open. The deadline is July 7th, and the winners will be announced August 16th. Submissions will be evaluated blindly by a panel of advisors based on criteria including leadership and culture, events and activities, incentives, contributions, and impact. Now, I'm not a judge on this. I judge other, I judge usually advisor charities. And um, it's very difficult to do that kind of judging because they give us 10 charities with 10 advisors. And we have to decide which advisor gave the most back to their charity and helped them the most. It's really tough. Uh, but, you know, all the money is going to a great cause. So please go to investinothers.org. And if you are uh, running a financial advisory firm, sign up for the charitable champions list. You covered a lot there, Cheryl. Yeah. Roll back. <laughs> Can you give me an example of using data that's collected to improve advisor and client experiences? What do you mean by that? Yeah, I think there are a couple of things. First of all, I think people want instant results nowadays. We're used to, you know, apps on our phones that are going to give us data. We've got Google and Bing and, you know, data is we're just surrounded with seas of data. So I think the first thing is approaching from a technology standpoint, approaching that with a new process that's interactive versus a step-by-step -step process. So a lot of legacy tools are built 
you know, first you input this and then you input that and then you input that. And if there's a change somewhere along that chain, that process, you have to go back to an original step or a previous step in order to make those changes. You know, we decided with Income Conductor, we were going to go into that dynamic use of data, um, which is, you know, a challenge from a technology standpoint. But what Income Conductor does is it pulls all that data together. It does not need to be entered in a step-by-step -step process and it's all interactive. So you can change an assumption in a plan at any point during the creation of that plan and the plan will update in real time to show the impact of that data on the plan. And it could be a small impact or it could be a very large impact. So it really helps in the decision-making process when you can see that real-time impact of a data change on the overall structure you're building, which is, in our case, the retirement income plan. You mentioned even the largest firms are struggling with data, mm -hmm. specifically around what data is required to accurately perform a process, too much versus not enough. What's the big deal? Why do I have too much data? That's, I can always get rid of some. Why is too much a problem versus not enough? Well, again, I think we go back to the human, the human interaction with the technology and the data. There's just so much that people can take in. And some of that data should be displayed. Some of that data doesn't need to be displayed. It may be overwhelming or just not necessary. Maybe that data is used behind the scenes but only a certain amount is displayed to the user that is the most meaningful. And, and that's really the key is to determine what is most meaningful to an advisor or to an end client, um, rather than you know, just overwhelming them with all this data. How can you distill it down to a meaningful context that will help them make decisions? And finally, to talk about the um, finding reliable data sources. Why is that an issue? I mean, isn't all data the same? No. <laughs> what? No. You know, it's funny, but um, people people realize, I mean, like chat GPT. Um, when it first came out, my husband was one of the original adopters. And he asked it to write a bio mm. uh, for me. And three quarters of that bio that ChatGPT wrote was incorrect. Now, you would think that, you know, with Google and websites and LinkedIn, that that would be an easy process to gather, you know, basically resume experiential information on somebody's life. But it was incorrect. So I think we have to realize, number one, the sources of that data are key. So you have to get the data from a reliable source that you can trust. And then secondly, you can take that data and make deductions from it, um, which may be right or wrong. That's kind of the machine learning aspect of it. 
Um, but then also how you present that data that makes sense to the, the reader in this case. All important. Yeah. Let's shift gears and talk about income conductor. You have a reality-based, you, you provide reality-based strategies rather than probability-based formulas. Can you mm -hmm. tell me the difference? What's the difference between those two and why is that important? Yeah, so our approach really aligns with what advisors already do for clients during their accumulation years. Um, if they're planning for a short-term goal, they're investing those assets very conservatively because the client needs the assets now or very soon. Whereas long-term goals can be invested more aggressively because they won't be needed for quite a few years. And you can take advantage of time in the market. The same concept applies with target date funds and retirement plans. So our question is why should advisors take a different approach to retirement income planning where the client retires and they need money immediately, but then you know, if you can assess what their cash flow needs are throughout retirement, you can then apportion those needs into time horizons and the money you won't need until much later in retirement can be much more aggressively invested. There are also some unique risks in retirement that time segmentation addresses. Um, sequence of returns risk is really high <laughs> on that list. Um, by always taking income from a product or portfolio that doesn't have any market risk, we're completely avoiding that sequence of returns risk for the client. And that's a major driver of behavior, especially in down markets. So it addresses this behavioral risk, which can be damaging to a client's investment portfolio during accumulation years, but it can be fatal for a retiree. You know, and I saw that in 2008 when I was managing a TAMP. Mm -hmm. So having the ability to invest the assets that won't be needed until later in retirement in a more aggressive portfolio also addresses inflation risk, mm -hmm. which is a real concern for retirees yeah. because they're one of the main reasons is they're paying for their own health care. And these healthcare expenses, along with long-term care expenses, which are particular to retirement, can inflate at much higher rates mm -hmm. than you know, typical CPI expenses. Um, some advisors and firms don't understand that this is really necessary for today's retiree, most of whom are in that mass affluent category. They question investing any assets into a portfolio with a majority of investments like in, in higher risk equities. Mm. Um, and that's one concern that Income Conductor really addresses well, since these portfolios are tracked on a daily basis. And they may go through two, even three market cycles over the course of them being held and invested. And there are multiple opportunities to actually de-risk the portfolios, hmm. either rebalance them or take the assets completely out of the market and lock them in 
um, before each segment is needed. So it's not as if you invest a portfolio for 20 years in a, let's say, a you know, 80, 20 uh, equity to fixed income allocation and keep it there. Income conductors tracking that and saying, at some point during those 20 years, you're going to be able to take those assets out of the market and put it into something with very little or no market risk and, and really guarantee that income for the client, but still address that inflation risk. So we're always assessing how much risk each segment actually needs to deliver the future income the client wants. It's a, we always use the analogy that it's almost like having your own personal pension board, mm-hmm. which is basically saying, I know the liabilities I need to meet. I'm going to invest to meet those liabilities. Mm-hmm. But as the market fluctuates, I'm going to make adjustments that are needed in order to give me the highest probability of delivering on those liabilities. Hmm. So the, the the benefit here or the, the main way your software differentiates itself from other tools is, is by breaking the plans into the time-segmented milestones. Mm-hmm. And how does it do yeah. and How does it, is there an optimization algorithm there? Well, it's actually driven by the, the advisor. They could create a one-segment plan if they wanted to. Um, but most of our advisors use sort of a standard. They either do like a, a go-go, slow-go, no-go type of three-segment approach. Um, many of our advisors define the segments by certain events that occur, whether, you know, Social Security starts or an expense ends like travel or mortgage. <clears throat> so, you know, it's it's very adaptable to every single client. And that's that's the beauty of being able to create a customized plan. And they can also decide and see the impact of how risky they want to make those investments. What are the trade-offs? Uh, you know, if you ask somebody going into retirement, if they wanted to take market risk, the answer would be no. But unfortunately, very few of us can fund our retirement without any kind of market risk. So the goal of Income Conductor is really to meet those cash flow needs and the other goals they may have, like leaving a legacy or a special goal, like leaving money for a grandchild for college education. Um, actually meeting those goals with as little risk as possible. So that that's the goal. And many of our advisors, you know, they even for the longer term money, they won't use a portfolio that is, you know, more than like a 6% um, return on investment over a 20, 25 year period. So that's really not a lot of market risk over that period of time. Indeed. All right, shifting gears once again, let's talk about income conductors integrations, which you mm-hmm. in your opening. Can you talk about those integrations, the ones you have with Allbridge and Plaid, and, and the, uh, what are the other critical integrations you have 
for income conductor? Yeah, so right now we have um, integrations with nine firms mm -hmm. and we add to that every single year. Um, as I've said, it's, it's really important to have current position and account values in order to track an income plan's performance. So we try to add new integration partners and it's usually based on our advisors' requests. So, you know, if if a large office comes to us and says, hey, we use this software, like recently we added Black Diamond, um, we will engage with Black Diamond and, and have a direct integration with them. Um, you know, many of our integrations provide UMA capabilities, which is a really elegant way to implement a time segmented plan because you have, you know, one large account at the custodian, which may be funding multiple segments. And with that UMA capability, you can take that account and allocate portions of it to different portfolio strategies or products that are then going to be linked at that portfolio or product level into the segment of income conductor. So lots of nice uh, innovations in you know, portfolio management and advisory platforms that are benefiting the advisors that use a time-segmented approach, making it much easier to implement. Um, the other integration we have, which we we're very excited about, we launched a couple of years ago, was with HealthView Services, um, which is a HealthView health Services. Right. They're based up in Boston, run by Ron Master Giovanni, who's um, been in the industry for, for quite a while. Uh, and he started the company because he saw how uh, his parents were struggling to meet their healthcare expenses. And it was mostly because they didn't have a plan that addressed those expenses. So our integration with HealthView Services pulls in actuarial-based personalized longevity projections, healthcare expense projections that are customized to the individual's client's date of birth, state of retirement, gender, health conditions, as well as social security claiming options. And again, all of these interact. You know, you when you claim social security is driven by your longevity. If everybody lived to 100, everybody should wait to claim until the very last minute. But that's not the case. It, it is often best to claim earlier if you are not in good health. And that can also benefit you um, benefit your spouse who is going to, um, you know, live after your death. And so the claiming strategies take the survivor benefits into consideration. So it really is important to have this kind of reliable data that institutions use when they underwrite products and create products um, to apply to the retail market for advisors and clients because it gives much more reliable plans mm -hmm. and it helps advisors plan for that widow period. Mm -hmm. um, I suspect that, you know, the rules of thumb that are used by advisors and the lack of good data 
is a major driver in the fact that 80% of widows leave their advisor within a year of their husband's death. And I think it's because one of the main reasons is because that plan did not address their survivorship period. And in order to do that, you need good longevity data and social security that's based on that longevity. Do you believe that's primarily because they're not using the right actuarial data? They're assuming people are not living as long as they do? It's, it's not a case of not living as long. It's looking at each individual person. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we run into advisors coming to us who are very surprised at these longevity projections. Um, but it's based on 600 million sets of claims data. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it, it's very, very good data. If, you know, large institutions rely on it, why shouldn't we use it in the retail market? But what advisors have been doing is running all their income plans, assuming that both of their clients, both of the partners and the couple, will live to age 95 or even 100. And we know that's not going to be the case. So that not only, you know, creates a, a bad plan, um, it also does not do service to our clients because we're not, you know, they saved diligently for retirement and they're not being allowed to use those savings to enjoy their retirement to its fullest. We are almost out of time. I wanted to uh, run, uh, run one more question by you. Can you share some of your roadmap? What are some of the new exciting features coming down the pike for income conductor clients? Yeah, so we're working on a large enhancement right now that should be rolling out very soon. <laughs> Um, and we're very excited about it. One of the challenges in retirement, of course, is taxes. But again, taxes do not exist in a vacuum. You've got other data that you need to consider, like RMDs. Um, and that liquidation order is very complicated when you consider not just the taxes, but also the impacts of RMDs, other money coming in during retirement, um, spikes in expenses, um, really aligning with the client's goals. And then also bringing into that the possibility of Roth conversions. Are Roth conversions going to be beneficial are they going to be a wash or are they actually going to be a detriment? So we kind of have these accepted precepts in financial services like Roth conversions are good and there's a certain tax liquidation order you should follow. But the truth is that, again, that data should be interactive with all of the other data in the plan. And so that's what we're going to be launching soon is, you know, the, the next iteration of retirement income planning where all of this data is going to come in, it's going to be interrelational, and it's going to be customized to the actual needs of the client. All good things. Well, 
That was fantastic, Cheryl. I'm so glad you could be here. Can you tell everyone where they can find more information about Income Conductor? Well, you can go to our website, www.incomeconductor.com. And we have a button there where you can schedule a demo. We also have a trial. And during the trial, we give a complimentary case consultation to the trial user. So they can actually bring a client case to an expert on our team with decades of experience in retirement income and create the best plan for that individual client, learn all the aspects of you know, the benefits of using the software, um, and really engage with a client and sell a plan before they even subscribe to the software. Fantastic. Great. Cheryl, thank you so much for sharing this with us. I really appreciate you being here. Well, thank you, Craig. I appreciate the opportunity. Hey, it's Craig again. Here are my top three takeaways from this episode. We talked about uh, data analytics and how to use data that's collected to improve advisor and client experiences. And we agree that even the largest firms are struggling with what data is required to accurately perform any process. You know, you don't have too much data or not enough data. Um, there was a number of questions we went over that's important for firms to, to review before they implement any uh, data system or data science uh, application. One is, what is the data required to accurately perform the process? Uh, how much data should be presented to the user and in what order should it be presented? How should the data be accessed, grouped, and summarized for the user? And is there a hierarchy of importance around the data that's needed for certain processes? And of course, you always want to find the most reliable data sources with golden backups. Number two, reliability-based strategies, not possibility-based formulas. One great feature of Income Conductor, uh, financial planners typically rely on random simulations like Monte Carlo's and past performance models when planning. Income Conductor takes a more reliable approach by breaking income plans into time-segmented milestones. Each segment can be aligned with specific income goals, providing reliable short, mid, and long-term income. And three, on their product roadmap, I was excited. Uh, the next iteration of the retirement income planning tool will include support for liquidating assets. So they are going to provide support for liquidating assets in a certain order, depending on your taxes. So if you've got RMDs or other issue or other uh, things coming due, uh, the system will tell you, uh, tell the advisor which assets to sell down to fund retirement. Uh, so that's a pretty useful feature. There's a number of tools out there that do this as well, but having it built in to Income Conductor should be very valuable for their clients. And you've done it. You've reached the end of another episode of the Wealth Tech Today podcast. Please go to our website, ezragroupllc.com, and scroll to the bottom of the homepage and sign up for our newsletter. Every month you receive an email chock full of wealth management goodness, news, updates, information. You will not be disappointed. Thanks for listening and talk to you all again next time.